Happy Sabbath and a very warm welcome to you, my dear listener, from wherever you are. The cookie has crumbled and we're back yet again. And this is the new live program. Coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamukwa. We are more than glad to have you tuned in. On the show today, the Bible in Living Sound returns with the Bible story and will be focusing on an appraisal of Jesus. Later on, Ian Muse will join us during the Bible segment with the topic Overcome Evil with Good. But before we do that, Kibera Youth Choir comes to us with the song J Naumepata Habari. Sit tight and enjoy. Welcome back, dear listener. 
that was J Nomepata Habari by Kibera Youth Choir. And now on the Bible in Living Sound brings us a Bible story and appraisal of Jesus. Stay tuned and be on the Noom. Don't forget, you're listening to the New Life program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Centurion, I want the truth, the whole truth about the death of Jesus on the cross. I am the high priest of Israel. I am also a Sadducee, and I do not believe in the resurrection from the dead. How can flesh that has lost life be brought back to life? Such a belief is fantastic, a fallacy based on nothing more than imagination. It is a scientific impossibility. You are entitled to your opinion, sir. And you are a Roman officer and have no preconceived ideas of the Israelite religion. Or uh, have you? Preconceived? No, sir. But you have ideas? Yes, sir. Based on what, officer? Many things, Your Highness. The general behavior of Jesus, his uncomplaining attitude, his forgiving spirit... Ah, those things, officer, are opinions. I do not want opinions. I want facts. You were in charge of the soldiers at the cross and the guards at the tomb, so you know the facts. Now, tell me what happened, how it happened, who was there, what they did. I want to know everything. A rather large order, sir. Many, many things happened. And almost everyone in Jerusalem, plus many people from the other parts of Israel and the world, were there to tell all they did and said. You are being evasive, Centurion. I order you to tell me all that happened at the cross and at the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Where shall I begin, sir? You. I'll ask questions. You answer them. Does His Highness want truthful answers? Officer, you are being insolent. If I were to report you to Pilate, he'd have your head on the block. Well, I'm afraid, sir, you'd have to come up with something worse than insolence. The governor wouldn't even scold me for being insolent to you. And and why wouldn't he? He doesn't like you any better than I do, sir. You will refrain from being personal. I was merely answering questions at your command, sir. Uh, Was Jesus crucified just... No, sir. I told you to stick to facts. I did, sir. He was crucified justly, officer. Remember that. Justly, without a trial? Every man is entitled to a trial. He had a trial, three of them. Well, he was found innocent of any wrongdoing in all three, yet he was nailed to the cross. Is that justice? He was crucified justly. By your insistence and prodding, the people chose Jesus over Barabbas to be crucified. Personal opinion was to be kept out of this. The people did choose to crucify Jesus at your suggestion. What, uh... What do the people think, Centurion? Really think? Well, do you want a long, drawn-out answer? Or short and to the point? Short and to the point. Other people think that you are a liar, a thief, unscrupulous, ambitious, and a lot of other unpleasant things that no religious leader should be, sir. They are beginning to think that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God, and they are frightened. Frightened? So are you. Jesus is the Son of God, and you crucified him. I did not. I heard you say, in front of many witnesses, that you, who yourself, would take the full responsibility of his crucifixion. You and your family after you forever. A terrible responsibility, sir. He did not die on the cross, not Jesus. Did he? He did, sir. He wasn't dead when they took him down from the cross. One of my men thrust the spear into his side, sir. He was dead. It was not Jesus. It was someone else, wasn't it? It was the same man that was shunted back and forth between Governor Pilate and King Herod so that someone would sign the death warrant. That it wasn't the body of Jesus that was placed in the tomb. Someone switched bodies. Now, isn't that true? It was Jesus, sir. 
I saw the nail prints in his hands and feet, and the blood in the water-marked hole where the spear had thrust his side. Ah, the disciple stole his body while you and your men slept. So you yourself started that tale. You commanded my men and me to tell the people that story. You paid us, and paid us well, remember? Uh, who did steal his body? Uh, someone did. It's gone. Two angels, bright and shining angels, came down from heaven. One rolled the stone away from the mouth of the tomb as easily as I could a marble. Another angel went inside the tomb. And when one of them called to Jesus, he came to life. What? Arose, folded his grave clothes, laid them neatly on one side, and walked out. No. Jesus is alive. He is risen. This is truth. Under no circumstances must the people know this. But you and I know it. But I'll never admit it. Of late, I have been studying these scriptures... And it all came to pass exactly as the prophets of old foretold. You know these scriptures, you know them well, and you should have recognized Jesus as the Son of God. He, he, he was not the Son of God. Whether you do or do not believe makes no difference to your responsibility for his death, for the terrible fear you shall have for the rest of your life, or the fact that he is the Messiah. But the fact that he is the Messiah, the Son of God does make one truth stand out above all others. <laughs> You're just trying to scare me, because I bribed you to tell the governor a lie. I am stating a fact. Regardless of what you or anyone else says, Jesus is the Son of God. Therefore, everything he said, every doctrine he taught is truth. We can believe in him, trust him, have faith in him. Through him is eternal life. I... I feel terribly sorry for you, Caiaphas. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Are you just joining us? This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host. Coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. Because the Bible segment will be coming up shortly. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awr Nairobi at Now that that is way, here is a song, If I Live, I Live for Him, by Kibera Youth Choir. You're listening to the New Life program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. If I live, I live for him. If I die, it is again to me. I live, I live to serve him. To die, it is again to me. I live, I live to serve him. If I live, I live for it. 
for staying tuned. Right about now, Ian Musa joins us for the Bible segment. He will be talking about overcome evil with good. Be blessed. I greet you, dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ, and hope you are doing good. The topic of our study is overcome evil with good. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 16, the apostle says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. New King James Version. An Italian proverb adds, He that labors is tempted by one devil. He that is idle by a thousand. We often stumble into sin because when we see temptation coming, we just wait like a deer caught in the headlights to see what might happen when it arrives. But it's better to be prepared in advance. Proverbs 22 verse 3 advises, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. New King James Version A wise man surveys the road for potential trouble. If he spots a band of robbers, he thinks, I'd better hide or change routes because I don't want to be robbed. But the fool says, Wow, I think there are bandits down the road. I wonder what's going to happen when they get here. Christians will often do that with temptation. We say, I wonder if I'll be tempted if I watch this program, read this magazine, or drink this stuff. Jesus said, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should cast into hell. Matthew chapter 5 verse 29 If you have an area of temptation you know will drag you down, take whatever advanced measures of prevention you can, no matter how desperate, to keep from being overcome. If you are trying to quit smoking, then avoid friends who smoke or places where you are more prone to be tempted. In the very least, Plot a way of escape. If your temptation is overeating, make an advanced decision to place an appropriate amount of food on your plate and plan to stop when it's gone. Millions nibble their way into sin because they don't think ahead. This leads me to the next point very well. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. First John chapter 1 verse 10 Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12 The Bible says that we must not trust in our own strength. We must be very cautious when we begin to think we have a handle on a certain temptation and say, It won't bother me anymore. I'm strong enough. I've got the victory. That is when we are especially in a position to fall. Some Christians are even proud of the areas they have overcome. 
but they are only setting themselves up for the devil to knock them down. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus warned Peter, This night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Mark chapter 14 verse 30 But Peter boasted, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Mark chapter 14 verse 31 Jesus was warning Peter that he didn't really know how weak he really was. Even when you're helping somebody else overcome weakness, you need to pray with him or her, but also recognize that you're in danger of making the same mistake. When a rescuer is pulling a person from rushing water, they have to be careful that they don't get pulled in too. So we must always be vigilant to recognize our weakness. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 Watch out for temptation. The more you see of it, the better it looks. We sometimes leave ourselves wide open to compromise when we fail to fill the vacuum left by forsaken bad habits. I have known people to gain victory over one addiction only to replace it with another because they did not find a positive substitute to fill the vacancy. When the unclean spirit gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, and finding none, he saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Luke chapter 11 verse 24 to 26 If you are struggling with an eating disorder or food addiction, you can't simply give up eating. The secret is to learn to eat what is good. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 2, New King James Version. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans chapter 12 verse 21. If you have a problem nibbling chocolate through the day, buy some grapes or almonds. Have you even thrown away those cigarettes? Get a box of toothpicks or some sunflower seeds, but not chocolates. If someone has insulted or cruelly used you, do not retaliate with evil but kindness. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. Romans chapter 12 verse 20, New King James Version. Overcome evil with good. When a hawk is attacked by king birds, it does not make a counter-attack, but soars higher and higher in ever-widening circles until the tormentors leave it alone. Temptation often comes not at our strongest moments, but during our weakest. When we are at the limits of our strength, patience, love, and health, we are tempted to be unchristian. Beware, Jesus' temptation began for after 40 days of fasting. He was tired and hungry. When Peter denied Jesus, he was also very tired. Our ability to resist basic temptations might be greatly influenced by everything from regular exercise or lack of to body hormones. Often, when we are sick or when our reserves are drained, we react in negative ways. Most marital arguments occur at the end of the day when one or both spouses are tired and hungry. Get enough sleep and eat good food at regular times. One of my favorite authors also advises, by the indulgence of perverted appetite, man loses his power to resist temptation. Excessive sweets can give you a temporary rush only to be followed by feelings of depression and irritability. 
You may not always be able to avoid fatigue or hunger, but if a soldier is passing through a minefield, he is much more careful where he steps. Avoid sensitive discussions or demanding tasks during these volatile times. Jesus said, The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 But that does not mean we should not try to do everything in our power to improve our health and as a result improve our moral resolve. A good night's rest, a little exercise, a nutritious breakfast can make you feel like you're ready to take on Goliath. Listener, it is a true and faithful saying that our good deeds shall follow us to eternity. Therefore, let us cooperate with Christ so that our good works can be a blessing to many others. Amen. Thank you for your time and I was your presenter, Ian Musa. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. It is always a pleasure to have you with us. Remember, your feedback is always welcome and you can send us your views, suggestions or questions about the show through the producer Adventist World Radio PO Box 42276 code 00100 Nairobi Kenya. Email us at awr nairobi at Remember, this is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Until we meet again, right here, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. Have a happy Sabbath. Na mimi ni mwenye dhambi bwana ningeipata